Thanks for downloading Sockets and Cylinders. I'm Stabman from B105 Radio in Cincinnati with my pal Andrew Rosen from Smythe Automotive. What's going on, everybody? And we have a special guest returning for the fourth straight week. This is so exciting. NHRA driver extraordinaire Clay Milliken is with us. Hi, Clay. Man, I'm glad to be back. I tell you, you know, y'all keep bringing me back this often. Uh, people are just going to assume I'm part of the normal show, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> hey, we'd take you anytime, brother. I uh, am ready. Well, we've been meaning to talk to you about your personal cars and the the work that you do on your own car, because you're 15 years old is when you first started driving cars, and is that also when you first started working on them? Oh, from day one. Actually, 12. I was telling y'all about my old yep. 63 Dodge oh, truck. Yeah, yeah, 12. So the very first thing I ever worked on was, uh, it didn't take very long learning to drive on a manual shift that I had to put a clutch in. Oh, so yeah, yeah. from uh, very very early on, I've, I've been a car guy. I love working on them. Obviously, I love driving them. Yeah, you know, lots of maintenance goes on. I take care of you know pretty much mine and Donna's stuff here, and it's something you know I think everyone should should at least know how to check their tires. You know, change their own oil, brakes. Brakes are a pretty easy thing, and you know a lot of people get scared of it, but really it's, it's just not that hard. It's pretty. Simple. You learned how to work on cars long before YouTube was around, which I think is where a lot of people, Absolutely. me namely, learn how to fix different things on the cars. Who taught you and how did you learn how to work on a car? I mean, did you just grab wrenches and jump in? Pretty much just grab wrenches, you know. Uh, you had a problem and you needed to solve it. Yeah, and, and you're right. You know, YouTube wasn't around back then. And I will admit to using YouTube even now, you know, if, yeah. if I get something that I'm working on, I'm like, man, I don't quite understand it or this seems more complicated than it should be. Man, Google is your friend. Yes, yes it, is. it is. So what are some of the cars through through your history of driving? I'm sure you've had a bunch of different ones, but what are some of the highlights? Obviously, your first one was the Dodge truck. Have you had any, like, muscle cars or fast oh, ones? Oh, yeah. I am a Dodge guy. I oh, like you're Dodges. a Mopar man. Mopar or no Mopar car? Guy. <laughs> you know, I really, really am. So I've had a variety of Mopars over the years and, you know, done a a lot of motor swaps and, you know, and, and the majority of these things, again, having going to the racetrack starting at 15 yeah. years old, you know, lots of motor swaps and learning how to put camshafts in, you know, oh. port cylinder heads, do valve jobs, all that stuff, you know, pretty much taught myself. And I'm not saying that I didn't have good help along the way that, you know, give, give me pointers. And mm-hmm. But, you know, now being on the racing circuit, the only really cool vehicle I have, it's actually a 2004 Dodge four-door truck and oh. <laughs> of course we're sitting here talking about working on things ourselves that yeah. truck is currently at a chassis shop jeff lutz <laughs> from street outlaws fame is actually wow. putting a roll cage and oh man you're gonna race that thing i am i don't know what i'm doing uh, donna pretty well is convinced i've lost my mind uh, it's, <laughs> well it's a race it's, truck now well, it's, got, it's still going to have air conditioning and power steering, but it's just, you know, going to be like uh, a thousand horsepower at the rear tires. And know, there's so. a lot of tracks that won't let you on if you don't have a roll cage. So putting that in, dude, you got an open door almost anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of the, the reason that it's there. You know, uh, mechanical wise, like I said, I'll be doing all the work. Uh, I can weld, but I do not want to put my own roll cage in. So I, yeah, I, I don't to a professional. Yeah. No, that's yep. the that good call. Totally yeah. Would agree always with that. go. For roll cages, you got to. And they'll, they'll yeah. build it to specs. There's so many rules and stuff. Uh, yeah, you'd made a good call there. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just a 
smart thing to do. I mean, this our goal for this truck is uh, that there's a competition that comes up in September called Drag Week. Uh, Drag Week is a pretty neat deal where there will be a, about 400 cars that will show up at Atlanta Dragway, and you'll you'll make a few runs there, and then you 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 can't take any kind of uh, outside assistance. So whatever you show up in, you've got to be able to drive it. And I've heard of this before. Has Motor Trend put it on? It is uh, Hot Rod Magazine. Hot Rod Magazine, of, yeah. It's part of Motor Which Trend, is the, yes. Yeah. David, I, I, David Fryberger and... you got to drive your truck to the track. Yes, you got to drive it. Uh, it is over 1,000 miles. We'll, you know, we'll drive from Atlanta Dragway to... Charlotte to Darlington to all these different racetracks, and essentially you'll cover a thousand miles. Yes, I have and, seen that on uh, Roadkill, the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Oh my! And you're going to do that? Oh, I'm so uh, jealous. I'm going to do a portion of it because of our race schedule. I well, can't do all of it, but you know, my goal is to is to have this truck has a name. It's called Dentley. Dentley, uh, I love Dentley. it. Dentley. Yep, yep. It, uh, <laughs> it, it's it, you can keep up with it a little bit. I post stuff as as things move along. I actually made a little post yesterday that showed the uh, gigantic rear Mickey Thompson tires and weld wheels that are going on the back of it. I uh, saw that this morning. That's cool. Yeah. So this truck, you know, I've I've lost my mind. It was, you know. What started out, I was just going to hop it up a little bit, uh, has turned into a monster. <laughs> Isn't that what all Mopar guys do? You know, you can't just have a car. you got to turn it into a roadrunner and make it faster. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But, you know, we kind of got away from what we were talking about. You know, like normal routine maintenance. People yeah, the, do, the work you know, uh, that you do on your own cars. I do. You know, I, I do all my own oil changes. You know, use Wix filters and Valvoline oil. And, you know, you, you just got to take your time and, and uh, you know, kind of pay attention to your owner's manual when, when it's time to change the oil, change the oil. Or That was going to be my question. With all this new high interval stuff on the market, are you still a 3,000-mile guy, a 5,000-mile guy? You're, you're probably going to laugh about my everyday driver is a Dodge Dually. Uh, Cummins motor. You know, everyday so. driver? That's a That's big vehicle to be hauling around all the we time. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago with you, you with the lights in Drummond's, Tennessee there. <laughs> Yeah, no lights in Drummond's, Tennessee. We have a three-way stop. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my everyday driver, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of big if I go to Memphis, which is the nearest, you know, big town. It, it, but it's a four-door Dodge truck, you know. So, yeah, you know, when you change the oil in that thing, you know, you certainly have to go to Parks Plus and, and return the recycled oil because it holds a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, but I'm a 5,000-mile guy on that, that particular vehicle because, it, you know, it holds 13 quarts of oil. It holds a lot. Big. You know, and, and those things, you know, you can go more miles. Uh, to be honest with you, the recommended on that thing is, is around 15,000, but I just can't make oh, myself wow. do it. It's different <laughs> you know? with diesel, too, isn't it? Yeah, you know, uh, it's so much volume of oil there. And now my wife drives a little a Fiat, so we've got this gigantic <laughs> truck in this little tiny car. You know? <laughs> Ying and yang there, yeah. Yeah. You can absolutely. fit one car in the back of the other. Yeah. I love yeah, this. Yeah, you, you could almost put it in the back seat. How's <laughs> working on that? Because that's a European car. Yeah, you know, I, I call it my baby Ferrari. And <laughs> being the Dodge guy that I am, you know, uh, Fiat is owned 
by uh, the same company that owns Chrysler. Right. So, you know, right. it's kind of in the same family. But, but that car is a 3,000-mile oil-change car, you know, and it, it uses synthetic oil. It, it's actually, to me, it's harder to change the oil in than the, the big old truck because it's so small and everything's kind of compact. But, you know, people should just, you know, at the very least, before you take your car to, the, to a Parks Plus Car Care Center, you know, just keep a check on your oil. I mean, you yeah. think, well, I'm going to change it every 3,000 miles. Chances are it's going to be low on oil before you reach that 3,000 mile mark. You know, and the easiest thing that people never do is check the air in your tires. Man, you'll, you'll pick up fuel mileage. You oh, know, it's it, just simple. Yep, and your tires will last longer. That's one of my pet peeves, driving down the road and you see the car in front of you and one of their wheels has got like a little bit less air than the other tire and you're like, come on, it's I not pulled that up hard. behind a guy the other day, had full pancakes on the back oh tires on his car. And he's driving down the road. Dri- just driving like there's nothing wrong. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got to love some of the things. You see crazy stuff driving down the road. I mean, you know, it's uh, one of those deals where you're like, oh, I wish I wasn't driving. I would whoop my phone out and take a photo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So what other cars have you had throughout the years? You said you're a Mopar or no car kind of guy. You ever have like a Dodge Dart Swinger? I had a friend uh, in high school had one. That's kind of where I learned how to work on cars. Yeah, you know, I went from uh, my 69 General Lee Dodge Charger (laughs) from that to a 72 Plymouth Duster, which Ooh, had a 440 in it, which is a lot of motor and a little bitty car, you know, and uh, I had a 70 Barracuda, which was awesome, also a big block car. Yeah, that's before Gas Wars. Yeah, you know, it was that was a really fun car, and, you know, and then pretty much, you know, racing-wise, my Duster turned into a rear-engine dragster, and from there, <laughs> I've had Mopars in rear-engine dragsters. Uh, now, I've had plenty of vehicles for towing. I had a, a 1976 Dodge four-door ramp truck, you know, uh, where you nice. actually literally drive your vehicle up on the back of it. That was how I went to the races for a long time. Did you ever drop anything off the side of that? Because I've seen so many videos of people <laughs> trying to load those and missing. No, I was pretty careful because uh, <laughs> working at the Kroger Food Warehouse, the spare money was hard to hard to come by. So I was really careful. <laughs> I totally understand. But I got to ask, though, I mean, you got a General Lee and you got a ramp truck. Did you ever? Did it ever make Did you ever jump it? Like Uh, the big boys? Well, it doesn't work like that. You know, I had mentioned in one of our previous podcasts about having a couple Polaris racers and living near the Mississippi River bottom. Uh So did the General Lee ever make its way to the river bottom uh, out on some, you know, I don't want to call them fire roads, but that's what people would recognize them by. Yeah, I might have pulled the radiator out of the General Lee. Awesome. Well, you did it right, man. He wasn't too happy with me. I can promise you that. Oh, man. Yeah, but when you got the General Lee, it's really out of your control. I mean, you got to do that sort of stuff. Stuff. Part of the part of the car, yes. you know, it's just, it wasn't my fault. It was the car. Yeah, fault. I had to. The car requires it. <laughs> but yeah, I've had a lot of lot of old Mopars over the years. I mean, the truck that I kept for the longest was a '92 Dodge Diesel Dually. And its name was Billy Hop. Billy uh, Hop, Billy the '92. I love the names. I love yeah, them. Yeah, Billy Hop. It was uh, it was part of the family for right at 20 years. I literally just got rid of that truck here not too long ago, and almost 
a half a million miles on that truck when I got rid of it. And it wow. drove trailers all over the country. And I never pulled the valve covers off of it. Oh. I mean, it was it was just like, keep the oil changed, keep the brakes on it. and All that preventative maintenance yeah. kept it running. Yep. That really speaks a lot. And have you always done your own work on, on your vehicles? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... You know, with the cars nowadays, you know, like that Fiat, if, if it gets into something that, uh, you know, you got a code going off, yeah. you know, and, you know, I do have a code reader, and but, but I will admit, you know, some of these new cars, you know, when it gets beyond normal routine maintenance, you know, I'm, I'm headed to a car care center, you know, yep. Parks Plus yep. Car Care Center. Uh, if it's got some weird cold code, you know, your check engine light comes on, take it to a professional. You know, if it gets beyond brakes and oil changes, putting wipers on, you know, stuff like that. Uh, a lot of times, you know, Google can't even help you or YouTube can't help you, you know, when it gets into the computer side of these new cars. And so, you know, you head to the car care center at that point. Yeah, they'll take care of you. I, I had a Ford Ranger. Uh, it was a 94. And we changed out the Ranger. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> Four wheel drive. Look out. I got that thing stuck a few times, but um, we had to change out the water pump, and I still had a sensor going off, and we're trying to figure out what is going on. The sensor went bad. We didn't even have to change out the water pump to begin with. So, yes, go to a Parts Plus location first. You might save yourself a big old headache. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I know most people don't have a code reader, but, I mean, you can run to, you know, Smythe Auto Parts. They can check the code for you, and they can let you know what's going on. And, you know, you make the decision at that point, is it just something as simple as an O2 sensor that needs changed, or do we got something more going on here, and and it's more than I care to tackle? And honestly, with the advancements in technology, I mean, we sell code readers now, 80 bucks. Wow, that's cheap. You can go 80 bucks, take it home. I mean, for small, simple stuff like he was saying a minute ago, it's not that bad. But when it starts, if it's past that little simple code reader, definitely bring it out to a car care center and uh, get it looked at. So, Clay, do you prefer working on newer vehicles, or do you like working on the old stuff? Which do you think is easier? The old stuff is is just easier for doing things at home. And certainly, you know, like the race car is ultra modern, has a lot of, you know, computer data gathering information on it and that sort of thing. But, man, you know, the the new cars are, you know, they're pretty complicated, you know. And so, yeah, I prefer the old cars. But, again, you know, most people can tackle the simple maintenance, you know. I kind of said it already, but oil changes, brakes, wipers, you know. Change the you know the the belt. I mean anymore everything's pretty much got a serpentine belt on it, and one belt runs everything. So yeah. changing that's not a big deal, you know. But yeah, you know if I'm going to get into something pretty deep, you know I would prefer it to be an old car with a carburetor on it. Amen. <laughs> hey, something you could rebuild yourself. Exactly. Clay, we really, really, really appreciate all the time you spent with us here the last few weeks. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, I've had a blast, and you know I would love to come back on any time. You guys have been fun uh, i enjoyed the show and you know any any podcast that you can tune into and learn about backwards donkey racing yeah. <laughs> who's not yes. going to listen to that exactly we just like talking about cars and having a good time that's what it's all about yeah we li- leave all the nuts and bolts and hey we'll show you how to work on cars on our youtube channel it's that's a lot it. easier to explain by showing exactly exactly Clay, it's been a total honor. I can't wait to go watch you run this, uh, I guess, later this summer. We're going to yep. go see you. Indianapolis. Indianapolis, and we'll be up in Norwalk to see you, and maybe in somewhere in between. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. I look forward to seeing you guys, and 
who knows? Maybe we'll do some YouTube stuff together. You just don't ever know what we'll get into. Well, you let us work on that uh, race car of yours, and you'll get some YouTube-worthy <laughs> stuff for sure. Well, hey, just don't leave the keys with us. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we could watch. Watch them work on there it. There you go. We're probably better off there to start with. You probably... yeah, I think I did just say leave it to the professional. <laughs> yeah, you got it, brother. Oh, well, hey, if you got a question and need us to turn to the professionals for you, just email your car's problem to podcast at smithautomotive.com. Andrew or myself will get back to you, and who knows, you might end up on a future show just like Clay Milliken here. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I look forward to doing it again, and I love the show. Thank you, Clay. Thanks, Clay. And thanks for downloading Sockets and Cylinders. See you all next week.